Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Awesome. Thank you, Pastor Jeff. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for the cross. We thank you for resurrection. And we thank you for the opportunity that we get to represent you in our communities, our workplaces, our families, and our ministries, Lord. Lord, help us to serve in a way that's pleasing to you, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that we are, we are your servants and your sons and daughters by design, Father. And we thank you, Lord. We um, commit this night to you. And we pray, Lord, that we would each hear something that you would speak to us as individuals and as a family, Father. We thank you, Lord. We love you and give you all the praise and all the honour in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I'm loving the T-shirts, the, <laughs> the green machines, the green, green for go. Um, so this month we are looking at by design, and the theme that I'm looking at is others. My title is simply designed to serve others, and I love serving. When I got saved, I. I didn't serve straight away, but when I did begin to serve, um, there was no turning back. I've served in a lot of different teams and street outreaches and markets and hosting and all different, different types of serving. And I really, really um, counted a big part of, of my personal journey anyway, of not coming close to God, but getting more connected and finding out more of who I am in Christ about the gifts and the abilities that God has placed in us as individuals. Mark 10.45, Mark 10.45 says, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others, and to give his life as a ransom or a payment for many a payment for many people to be set free. That's what he did on the cross here. Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. And, and it's like us, when we get saved, our whole life is no longer our own. Galatians 2.20 says, For I have been crucified with Christ, no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me, in me. But so often it's, sometimes it's no longer Christ, but it's more about me. But the Holy Spirit is in each of us that are born again today to enable us and to empower us to walk out what he has for each of us to do. And number one, I've got four thoughts that I want to get through to tonight. Number one is designed to serve. And we are designed to serve. First Peter 4.10 says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. There's already an implication there that there's a gift that you will receive. A gift is something that is offered to you, but it's given to you, but it's up to you to receive it. The ultimate gift of salvation has already been offered to the entire humanity of all time, but it's up to people to receive it. 
Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace. Faithful stewards. A steward is just somebody that is managing the affairs of somebody else where a trust has been put in your hands. To to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various ways. Various forms. So God's grace for us is his divine ability within us. It's also his unmerited favour and blessing that he gives to us in various forms. I've got over here on this table, as you can see, a whole bunch of um, gifts that I have for each of us. (laughs) And before I do that, I want to read a couple of more scriptures to really lay it down to show you that Each of us have been gifted or graced. You know, God's grace here says that that we are given his graces in its various forms, that there's more than one type of grace. Uh, The Bible says that we have been empowered by the Holy Spirit. We get so many gifts, but the same spirit. There's the grace to be strengthened. That's the ability to be strengthened in times um, on tough times that you go through. There's the stewarding kind of grace. There's the saving grace that comes through, through the cross. And there's the, the gifting grace or the giving grace or the serving grace. So here, oh, I'll read those scriptures first, sorry. I'm going to get to the gifts, kind of like Christmas. Just can't wait to rip the packets open and get into the gifts. Well, that's what we should be like too when we do find out God's gift in us. Really get right into it and enjoy the gift. All right, Ephesians 3 verse 7. I was made a servant of his gospel, of this gospel. How? By the gift of God's grace that was given. This is Paul talking. There's a gift of the grace, the empowerment, God's ability that was given to him. Why was it given to him? To enable him to serve. To serve. To serve what? To serve God's purposes. To serve God's will, so to speak. 1 Peter 4 and 10 to 11 says, 1 Peter 4, 10 to 11, Again, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards. Faithful is a is a quality that is so, so precious, so priceless. Faithfulness. God honours faithfulness. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. So the gift that God has graced or given you is for the sole purpose of, well, glorifying God and seeing his kingdom manifest. This whole year we're talking about thy kingdom come. The reason that he brings us and gives us his gifts is to also let and help other people experience thy kingdom come, salvation. 
One more passage, Romans 12, 6, 8. A lot of words, a lot of words. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So we can see there's a whole stack of giftings that God has given his church. So we've got a whole bunch of gifts here. I'm not sure which. Okay. So God comes and gives each of us a gift. But the gift that God gives us is not only given just for us alone. The gift that Michael Partha has is not just for him. It's for everybody else. It's the gift given by God's grace, given to us to get through us that others will be blessed, that others will come to know Jesus. The giftings of God are not for us to, to sit on or to you know, ignore. That's why I love we have EFM, uh, a course that helps us in that journey to discover the gift. Sometimes we may not know that specific calling or that purpose that God has for you. Well, one clue can be the, the gift and the natural talents that you may have. And I've just got this, open the first one, and there's a, there's a mic in here. There's a mic. Maybe God has gifted somebody with the, an oratory gift or a gift of communication. But the thing about this gift, it can't stay in the box. It has to be out of the box because it's not for whoever has that gift. This next gift... Oh, this is a good one. This is the cross. This is the gift of salvation. Salvation, which is, like I said before, it's already been offered to the whole world. Sometimes I say that passports help us move from domestic to overseas. Well, the Bible says that it's only through Jesus that we can come to the Father. Nobody comes to the Father except through Jesus. So then I say that the passports to access heaven have already been issued at the cross. They just need to come to become and receive them. But the thing about the, the gift of salvation, the gift of salvation brings other gifts. When you get saved, but here a music box. And don't fall asleep, please. You can hear it. Some people, no. <laughs> Nikki, you're around. You can do it. <laughs> for, for some people, it could be the gift of music. You know, whatever that expression of music would be. And but music can be used for self. It can be used for different ways. But ultimately, it's also meant to be used for God's glory as well. The gift is, if it's a gift from him, it's to help others uh, come to experience thy kingdom come. I think I'm going to get messy here. Another gift is a watch. 
Who wants a watch? No. It's the gift of time. The gift of time that we have. Within the gift of time, that's the only time that we have that space to utilise all the gifts that you may have. I think I've got one more here. The glove. You can tell I did a kids' churching. <laughs> this is a hand, meant to be a hand, a helping hand. <laughs> Represents a hand. So we read in the scripture that there's also a gift that calls to serve or to help. Very, 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 very simple. What I'm saying, as we already know, is God has gifted us with certain gifts. They say, um, and I heard Pastor Hayden mention it one time he preached, they say that um, the most expensive piece of real estate is the cemetery simply because of the unfortunate fact that a lot of these gifts are buried there. A lot of these gifts are buried inside the people that never got an opportunity to, one, discover the gift that God had given them, or even, two, they may have discovered the gift but didn't realise the real purpose of the gift was that others would be blessed, that others would, be, would come to know Jesus, to experience thy kingdom come. So what gift do you have? What gift have you recognised that, that God has placed in you to, to build and to develop? There's a, there's a grace on all of our lives to minister with the ability that God has blessed us with. I'm going to read another scripture here. First uh, Corinthians twelve, twenty-seven and thirty. First Corinthians twelve, twenty-seven and thirty. Two thirty. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of us are a part of it. Here are some of the parts God has appointed for the church. First are apostles, second are prophets, third are teachers. Then those who do miracles, those who have the gift of healing, those who can help others, those who have the gift of leadership, those who speak in unknown tongues. And then it says, and Paul says in 29, but are all apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Do we all have the power to do miracles? Do we all have the gift of healing? Do we all have the ability to speak in unknown tongues? Do we all have the ability to interpret unknown languages? Of course not. I want you to notice here, out of all of those, every single one of those um, gifts, he never questions the one about serving others. He never que- questions, do all serve others? Do all, are all meant to help others? Because... We're all designed to help others by design. We're designed as image. We're made and created in the image of the Father. He came not to be served, but to serve others. He's given us a whole bunch of gifts that are not just for us. They're given to us to get through us that the world may be blessed. We live in a world that's fallen, a world that desperately needs the light of Jesus. And a lot of his light shines through the giftings that he's already given to you and by his grace. He's already given us 
grace, we just have, have to help one another discover and make, discover what those gifts are and create platforms for people to develop in those giftings. Why? Because, again, it's not just for us, but to get through us that others will be blessed. Paul doesn't question, do all serve? It's already an automatic done deal. We all serve. So number one, that we, are, we serve by design. Number two is serve Jesus by serving Jesus. Serve Jesus by serving Jesus. Tonight I'm serving Jesus by serving Jesus to you. Jesus is the word. I'm honouring God standing here in front of everyone, serving Jesus by serving Jesus. I'm serving you the word of God. Jesus is the word of God. Jesus when we serve in whatever capacity that may be, whether within the church or in our workplaces and study, in our families, wherever we go, we are 24-hour serving. Serving him is what I mean. Um, I got here on the cross and I got here some rubbish. And I got here the label. This is the, the host team label. I've got the cross here, and I heard Pastor Jeff this morning talking about the, the horizontal and the vertical, and I'm going to put on here. That there's a place that we serve from. There's a position that we serve from. This tag just says, I'm here to help. I'm here to serve, because we are all to serve by design. If this is the, um, the horizontal, horizontal, and this is the vertical, if I serve people only uh, horizontally, only without strengthening my faith, without getting before God and developing my vertical relationship with God, pretty soon I could eventually burn out. I could do the good things, I could do the work and everything like that. If I was to move a little bit closer, I'd still be the same. But my whole point here is saying that the ultimate place that we want to serve from will determine how we serve. So if I put my life here, right in the centre, if I serve this way, but maintaining my relationship that way, my servants will be much more effective for God. In other words, what I'm saying is that continue to serve, serving him by serving Jesus. We can't serve Jesus this way um, more effect effectively without serving Jesus that way. Ministers are servants of God. We serve God vertically so we can serve people horizontally. So instead of just being out here, let's get to that place, continue to remain in that place where we're focused on what God has for us. So this whole thing here is more of a locator, a locator of, okay, when I'm serving, when I'm serving on the host team, when I'm serving Connect Hub, when I'm serving in my job, am I out here or am I in relationship with God? Is my, am I in prayer? Am I in the word? And things like that. Because it can, it can show up. Serve Jesus by serving Jesus.
1 Corinthians 4.2 says, Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. Jesus demonstrated what it looked like to serve um, faithfully. Joseph, the story about um, the young boy and his brothers that were, he went from the pit and slaved, saved, saved, <laughs> sold into slavery by his brothers and then ended up being faithful to, um, to Pontius, not Pontius, to Potiphar, getting the peas all mixed up. And he, he was pretty much just faithful from the pit and then to the palace. It was faithfulness that he did. David was faithful. And I'm just going to go back to a scripture. I haven't got it up there. Uh, 1 Samuel 16. And it's the story when the prophet Samuel was going to Jesse's house, that's David's father, to select and to anoint the next king of Israel. Um, I'll read from 1 Samuel 16, verse 6. When they arrived, when Samuel the prophet arrived, at Jesse's house, Samuel saw don't say his name. <laughs> Eliab, that's it, Eliab. And thought, surely the Lord's anointed stands before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Then Jesus called Abinadab and had him pass in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, the Lord has not chosen this one either. Jesse then had Shammah pass by. But Samuel said, nor has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel. But Samuel said to them, the Lord has not chosen any of these. So he asked Jesse, are these all your sons that you have? And then Jesse, not exactly father of the year, <laughs> he goes, oh, hang on. There's one more. <laughs> They're still the youngest, Jesse answered. And this is what got me. He is tending the sheep. What I, what I want to say from that is that David was faithful you know, tending the sheep. You can imagine the prophet Samuel rocking up to Jesse's house and everyone going, the prophet's here, the prophet's here. Let's run down, run down there. But David remained at his post. He remained where he was to be faithful. And sometimes when we're serving in life and whatever, we can get distracted by something. And I just want to encourage each of us in our serving in whatever capacity that may be, to remain at your post, to be faithful, because God honours faithful. It's required in stewards to be found faithful. That implies that the Lord will come back one day to look. It's to be found faithful. So Joseph was faithful from the pit to the palace, and David was faithful from the, the hills tending to the sheep and to becoming the next king of Israel. Stay in your post. Remain faithful. There's a difference between, last week I talked about kingdom culture and we talked about some differences. 
There's also the differences in the way that we serve in the kingdom and the, the way that um, we can serve out of duty. So there's kingdom service and there's duty service. The kingdom service has an attitude or a spirit, if you like, of having an extra mile ability. Have extra mile ability. That's the ability to go the extra mile when needed. Whereas the duty service has an attitude of, I will serve until. They have their, their eyes on the clock. Kingdom service serve with purpose. Duty service is about fulfilling a task. Kingdom service is taking initiative. Taking initiative. Whereas duty service is only if it's my job. So I take the initiative. Seemingly small things like seeing bits of rubbish, picking them up, straightening up chairs, things like that. That's the kind of kingdom service. In, in the church life, kingdom services, we serve to build. Not only build the house, but to build people. But duty service is about filling a roster. Kingdom services how, says, how else can I help? What more can I do? Duty service says, are we almost done? There's a big difference in the kingdom culture and how we, how we address serving, serving one another. Jesus served with humility. He served with purpose, served with faithfulness, and served with humility. Philippians 2.8, And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, and death on the cross. Faithfulness and humility is one of our just great qualities that we have to serve in the kingdom. C.S. Lewis wrote, Humility is not thinking of yourself less, but thinking less of yourself. Humility serves, esteems, and honours, and encourages. Jesus was a humble servant. We too are to follow in his ways. Number three is designed for others. We are designed for others. Very similar to the first point. John 15, 12 to 13. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. Love is powerful. If ever you wanted to describe love to anybody, because we know the Bible says that God is love, a good description of who God is is found in 1 Corinthians 13, 1-8. You just replace the word love with God. And verse 4 says... Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonour others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. It doesn't have that word always. You always do this, you always do this. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. It also protects, also trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. God never fails. 
Mother Teresa, um, she said, love cannot remain itself. It has no meaning if it's on its own. It has to be put into action. That's serving. The way that we serve, let it be from this position rather than here. Let it be a, an overflow or a reflection of our relationship with God that way. That will determine, well, a better outcome in terms of our service. We wouldn't be less self-focused um, or is it, is, it out of convenient, is it not convenient for me, you know? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to Jesus served in purpose, faithfulness, and in humility. The last one, I'll jump to the last one here, is do unto others. That's the golden rule, do unto others. Thanks, team. Do unto others. Scripture says in Luke 6.31, Last scripture, Luke 6.31. Do to others as you would have them do to you. I don't know if you've ever experienced um, a real negative serving. Have you ever been in a shop and somebody just had real bad customer service? So I've got a little video clip here. Um, just want to show you guys. If Enjoy your flight. Uh, Hello. Oh, I'm sorry. We're only boarding rows nine and above right now. You'll have to wait. Well, I'm in row eight. Please step aside, sir. It's just one row. Don't you think it's okay if I... We'll call your row momentarily. Step aside, sir. Thank you for waiting. We'd like to continue boarding the aircraft now. We're now boarding all rows, please. All remaining rows. Hello. Enjoy your flight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hope you've never ever experienced that kind of service. Especially here. <laughs> Have we never ever experienced that kind of service and not only experienced that but never serve that way other people, especially the, the things of, that God has graced you to do. <laughs> do unto others. It's just pretty much the same as serve others the way that you would like to be served. How would you like to serve others? Then serve that way. It's almost the same principle as sowing and reaping. What you want to reap, sow that. You want to reap good customer service, sow good customer service. Serve others the way that you would like to be served. So tonight, just pretty much saying the way that we serve others is very, very, very important. That God has given us so many gifts to discover. And once we discover them, it's not only just for ourselves, but it's given to us to get through us 
that other people will be blessed. There's so many giftings in this house right now. There's so many giftings that are being developed. So many people serving the gift for others to be blessed. And now position, the position that we serve from, let it be from here. This, this place here. Let the vertical determine our horizontal. Let that be a position from wherever we serve. Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. Serve others. Serving is, is our life and Christ now. Because Jesus died for us and gave us his ability within us, his graces within us to serve out his purpose. And I wonder if there's anyone here tonight that you don't know Jesus. Do you have known him, but know about him, but don't know him? Just want to really give you an opportunity tonight. The Bible says that um, that he died for us, that he rose for us, that he's given us life eternal. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but will have everlasting life. The ultimate gift that I brought out of these boxes was the gift of salvation. And that gift of salvation, like I said before, is available for all people. And I want to offer that gift, give you an opportunity to receive that gift tonight. So just with every head bowed and every eye closed, Father, we just thank you for tonight, Lord. We thank you for your giftings. We thank you for everything that you have for us. We thank you for the future that you have for us, Lord. And we thank you ultimately, Lord, for dying on the cross for us and then rising again on the third day, Lord. If there's anyone here tonight and you don't know Jesus and you want to begin a journey with him tonight, I want to pray for you in a few seconds. If there's anyone here tonight and you would love to receive Jesus in your heart, if there's anyone like that here tonight, just with a show of your hand so I know who I'm praying with, if there's anyone like that tonight, just raise your hand. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm just going to ask the church family just to pray along with me. And if you're making that decision in your heart, really, I want you to pray with all your heart along with us. Father God, thank you for saving me. Thank you for the gift of salvation. And thank you for all the gifts that you've given me to serve you and to serve others. Thank you for salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. And I just want to pray for everyone here as I close. Father, I just pray, Lord, for every person here. Wherever we are tonight in terms of our giftings, we thank you for it. We pray for opportunities to develop those giftings, Father. Lord, to strengthen and enhance the gifting that you have blessed us with, Lord. We thank you for your grace, Lord. The grace is on our life. So we pray, Lord, that you would strengthen each person here tonight. 
Lord, that you would create those opportunities and platforms, Father, for people, Lord, to develop not only their gifting, but more so to develop in character and to develop their relationship with you, Father. We thank you, Father. Strengthen us, I pray, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Um, if anyone that's made that decision, either here tonight or listening via podcast, we have a yes text. That's a great, a great tool that we use. Many of us here have um, texted in. We simply just text yes to 048826392. And if you do that, next morning, 7 o'clock, you will receive a prayer and a scripture um, that will help you on your journey. It will help you to pray as well. And it will help you um, to get the scripture inside of you. After 30 days, you can opt out or you can continue and you can receive the, the awesome mini-series that we have uh, for each of us. And that goes for 10 days. After 10 days, you can choose to get another 10 or you can opt out. But I encourage you to do that. Even if you are a Christian and you're walking strong, it's also a great uh, reminder to get every morning just to set up our day. Set up our day. Uh, we also have the email, yes.metrochurch.org.au. Great tools. We have a lot of great tools here to help people uh, be discipled. Um, we have uh, foundations on Monday. We have Alpha coming up. We have the young adults. We have our connect groups. We have online discipleship. We have one another. And we have our connect hub, which you can go to and get any, any information you need to know pertaining to discipleship. Well, we're going to lock it down here. Um, just want to encourage everybody to take the opportunity to fan the flame of the gift that God has given you. I saw Michael Parther in on Friday with a saxophone. His <laughs> music gift, he's taken the time to develop that awesome gift. So whatever it is for you, whatever that gift is, to help one another, to serve one another, music, whatever, business, education, whatever that is, I encourage you to bring that before God and get into a place where you're going to uh, build on that. Amen.